and welcome to Keep the Channel Open, a podcast featuring conversations with artists, writers, and curators. My name is Mike Sakazagawa, and this is episode 53. Today's guest is Eleonora Ronconi. Hey, folks. So it's Thanksgiving this week, and uh, I don't know whether you're feeling thankful right now. Um, I think... You know, there's a lot going on, and if you can't muster up feelings of gratitude, I get it. Uh, but for me, I find it useful to try and turn my face towards the positive, uh, you know, not as a way of ignoring or minimizing what's bad in the world, but just as a way of maintaining my own peace of mind, you know, and trying to feed myself to keep myself going so I can keep working on what needs to be worked on, if I'm able to help. This is something that my wife and I talk about with our kids a lot, uh, gratitude. I'm not sure exactly when we started doing this. Um, our oldest is nine and our youngest is three. Uh, but anyway, for a while now, we do a thing every night when we have dinner. We go around the table and say what we're thankful for. Sometimes, you know, the three-year-old gets a pass, but uh, everybody else has to think of something, even if it's just something small. Like, I don't know, sometimes one of the kids will be thankful for getting to watch TV, or one time one of them was thankful for ketchup, just like the existence of ketchup. You know, stuff like that. Lately, every night, I've been starting with the same few things. Um, I'm thankful we're all here. I'm thankful that we're all safe and healthy. Sometimes I have to say relatively healthy. I'm thankful for the food that we're eating, and then I'll pick something for my day, you know, something small that went right, um, maybe getting to read during my lunch break or getting a chance to have a conversation for this show, you know, just something. Um, and, you know, there's always something, even on a really bad day, there's always at least one thing, even if it's only just that the sun came up or I had a nice cup of tea and, um, you know, at the risk of sounding a little corny, I just wanted to say right now, I'm thankful for you, the person listening right now. And um, I'm thankful to everyone who has taken the time to talk with me. I'm just thankful to have the opportunity, you know, getting to do this show is one of the joys of my life. So thank you. Today's guest is photographer Eleonora Ronconi. Eleonora Ronconi is a photographer born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina, now a resident of the Bay Area. Her work has been exhibited around the United States as well as internationally, has been featured in publications like Lens Scratch, Fraction Magazine, Aesthetica Magazine, and La Journal de la Photographie. Um, I first came to know her work through the Six Shooters Project. That is a collaboration that ran from 2012 to 2015, in which six photographers made a running photographic conversation, each subsequent image responding to the one previous. I then saw more of her work through those features on Lens Scratch, uh, including two of her series, Once Upon a Time and Serás Mis Ojos, both of which you'll hear about in the conversation and which I've linked in the show notes. And I do recommend taking some time to check those out before going ahead, you know, if you have the chance, you know, not if you're driving or whatever, but, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, you've got the computer open in front of you, just give them a look, see, it'll provide a nice little context for the conversation. So let's get started. As always, if you're on Twitter, you can use the hashtag ChannelOpenPod to join in the conversation. And now here's my conversation with Eleonora Ronconi. So how are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm still jet-lagged, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you just got back from Paris. How was that? 
Oh, it was great. It was um, it was a great experience. Paris to me is one of the most you know beautiful cities in the world, and the, there is so much culture. I mean, there are so many things to absorb that it's really overwhelming. But it, it's it's it was great. So you were there for um, for Paris Photo um, and something else too, right? Um, uh, yeah, we were in um, Photo Fever. Okay, yeah. So yeah. and then you were showing work there. Yes. So what which which work were you showing? The um, the latest series, um, Serás Mis Ojos. Okay. Yeah, the one you've seen around. Going yeah, around. yeah. I just uh, you were that's the one you were showing at Medium this year as well, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that series, uh, I really, I really like it a lot. The, you know, before we talk, uh, get into that one, I, I was, I always try and think of like how I first encountered um, someone's work when I'm going to talk to them for the show. Yes. And I think that the first time I ever saw your name was via the Six Shooters project. That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. We we had that for a lo- for a while. I was, I think. As the whole project took about four years, and I think I was part of it in the last two. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that it was on Facebook, and then we published the the blog where you could see the uh, the website. Um, yeah, that was a very interesting project. Yeah, I've had a couple other people on the show that were also involved with it. Aline, obviously. Yes. And then um, some of the guest photographers I had, um, Andy Schreiber and, and Jennifer McClure on as well. Yes, um, they, 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 for a while, one of the shooters um, was traveling and not available. So we found, um, we thought about people who covered temporarily, and both Jen and Andy um, posted photos for a few weeks. Yeah. It's such yes. an interesting project. It's one of the things that I really um, love about this thing, is, uh, this project, and, and you know, when it was going on, was one, how it sort of, uh, you know, it, it seemed very sort of community-ish, community-oriented, like this group of people getting together to do a thing, and also how you could you could make interesting connections between images that that weren't made to to talk to each other initially i just thought that was so interesting yes it was actually um thank you it was actually very challenging because we couldn't photograph for this um all the photographs that we post um had to come from the archives from our archives Mm -hmm. so it was very interesting and challenging to go through you know the uh, huge amount of photographs that we have and and just find a connection somehow so it was it was very very um also it would all it also opened your mind a ton uh because you just had to find things where you just wouldn't otherwise mm-hmm. so i thought it was very very interesting too i was very happy when i was invited to participate in that how did that come about you're getting inv- invited to to do that um, I, I, I knew Aline, of course, Aline is, you know, our, um, common thread always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's such a huge, yeah, she's such a huge part of the community. She really built a, a wonderful, um, community. And, um, and I think it was, um, also, I, I knew Ashley and I knew Heidi, I knew all of them. Mm-hmm. And so two of them had to leave for, you know, personal reasons. And so, uh, Bootsy Holler and I were invited to participate, and we were so happy um, when we started. It was it was it was great. 
Now, um, are you live in the L.A. area, is that right? No, I live in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yes. I'd thought that maybe everybody that was doing that project was, was L.A.-based, but I guess not. Um, yeah, Mo was the, the foreign token, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, because, you know, as you know, I'm from Argentina, and, right. um, but, and I am not from L.A. either, but, you know, it's really, it's really nice to, to always get invited to participate in shows and things um, in L.A., so I'm always, you know, the foreigner, quote-unquote, which I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> the outsider. Well, so that 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 sort of provides a, a, a nice little segue back to um, Seras Mis Ojos. Um, yes. That, so this project in your, um, your artist statement for it, let me just pop this open here, um, you talk about that you've lived in California since 98, but yes. yeah, but Buenos Aires remains your home. That's where you're from. Yes. Um, I thought, you know, reading this um, artist statement and looking through these images um, just really resonated with me so much. This feeling of being sort of in more than one place at the same time. Um, and, no, yes, go ahead. And not, be, and not belonging to any of them, at mm. least to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so... Um, I don't know. I feel like there's something about, um, you know, not just that, like, I'm not an immigrant myself, but my family going back a few generations obviously was. Yes. Um, but I, I feel like there's something similar about this feeling of sort of being in between worlds. Um, that's, that's very, uh, it very, very resonant to me. Even something as simple as just like, I'm from Northern California, initially yes yes you are (laughs) (laughs) but now i live down in san diego and even that is some there's something about that feeling of being away from home that just feels very familiar to me um that i really appreciate about this work um and i also make work that that has to do with revisiting my hometown um and i I, like that impulse i just sort of i'm always trying to get my arms around it. So being able to see that in somebody else's work, like what that drive is that somebody else can articulate is always very interesting to me. Yes, it is. It is very, it's, it's very interesting. I was thinking about it yesterday uh, when, you know, I thought what we could talk about. um, And I was thinking, you know, inspiration is, is so interesting to me because we all get inspired by different things. It's, it's such a, it's such a different, um, you know, we, we get different feelings from different things. But I think there's there's something common about that 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 is just you know external external stimuli and what we always deal with and look at and see. But I think it's also what we all, we carry with us. And I think home is such a huge part of who we are that it, no matter where we go and where we are, it's always with us. And and. You know the the smells and the the colors and the textures, and it's something that you always carry with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know, and so no matter you know how far we are, there are certain things that just don't change, and and you always have them with you, even if you want to let go. You know, because some people can adjust to places much better than others. Mm. Um, but that that's uh, for me, it's been diffi- difficult. Um, you know, trying to adjust to a place that was not really mine, as I say in my artist statement, and trying to be still be who I am while trying to adjust to something that's not really my environment. Hmm. And 
and I guess you always go back to your childhood and you always go back to those textures and, and smells and, and you know, what, what remains in your retina. Yeah. That, you know, makes, makes who you are. Do you, uh, do you go back to Buenos Aires a lot or? I, I, I do. I usually try to go at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, last year was a little bit difficult, um, because, um, you know, my mom got sick and then my, 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 and my aunt who suffered from Alzheimer's, um, was very sick and then, you know, passed away. Um, so I had to go back at least six times last year. So it was very, very difficult. Mm. Uh, it's a long trip and you know, it's, it's, it was, it, it was very exhausting. Um, but even then, you know, I, I still try to photograph, um, and try to, to find something to, to bring with me. Mm -hmm. The, um, there's a, uh, thinking about these photographs, um, you know, one of the things that I, that I, I think is so interesting, there's, there's a, a line in your, um, artist statement where it says like a jigsaw puzzle, the pieces started coming together, recreating my history and journey, reconstructing a life that had begun to feel no longer in sharp focus. And there's something about that, that, um, that I recognize from, from my own work in my hometown, revisiting my hometown about, being able to, to sort of use the photographs and the process of photographing to, to sort of help me figure things out. Um, what I was sort of wondering is how that works for you. Like how, how, uh, you know, the process of being, um, separated from, um, the place and the memories and then how, f how photography interacts with that for you. That, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I don't know if you know this, but, um, for, for a living, I am a simultaneous interpreter. I'm a conference interpreter. Mm. And to me, it's photo. Um, I started photographing when I realized that I was always talking about other people and expressing other people's feelings when I worked mm. and not, not having a voice of my own and not having, um, not, not expressing what I wanted because as an interpreter, you always interpret in the first person. Mm. So, so you become somebody else. And so that's how I started photographing because I wanted to, see for myself and, and speak for myself and have my own voice. And I think that, I think that the photographic process, um, in general, um, helps me, helps me channel all th those feelings and, 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 um, I guess how much I miss home and, um, and trying to find something here that I don't have anymore. I'm not sure if that answers your question. Yeah, it sort of or, does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what, what were you referring to exactly when the, about the photographic process? Well, I guess what I mean is like there in, in, in this series in particular, but actually not just this series, like you've got three bodies of work on your website, this yes. one, and then once upon a time and then of light and shadows. Yes. And there's a, a theme of, of memory that runs yes. through all of this work. Yes. And the, you know, I find that photographers in general, like photography as a medium is very related to memory and photographers seem to almost all be very interested in memory. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But then there's also this thing sometimes where um, photographers will will say, you know, I don't want to take a picture of that. I want to just remember it kind of thing. Yes. Which I always sort of find, um, it's not incorrect exactly, just like, it not it, it it seems too simple to me you know like it's like the the relationship between taking the photograph and having a memory are sort of different and since this this work of yours especially this most recent body of work is very explicitly about exploring your memories it um, is. i was just sort of wondering how that how that works for you like how does taking the photograph um or you know or the 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 act of making the photograph how does that inform your memories of these things? I think when you, I, I, I love talking about this. This I really, I really appreciate her asking that because it's such a, it's so, it's, it's something that I always think about. I think when you remember things, even though both are very subjective, taking a photograph of something to remember it and remembering, remembering thing itself, they're both very subjective because as time goes by, things change and then you remember things differently. Mm. But I think, I think when you take a photograph of something, you're also reinterpreting that moment. Mm. And, and as time goes by, I think you find things in that photograph that even you were not aware of at the time you took it, or it means something else later on. And for me, I, photographing things to remember them later, or just as a, as a, just because you want to capture a moment and, and, bring it with you or just take it with you. Um, it's, it's different from just remembering something. As, mm. as time goes by, memories change. And, and you remember things that were not actually the way you remember them, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so things change and then your memory plays tricks with you. When you take a photograph, that's much harder because the moment is there. And even though you can change maybe the way you see things change or, or changes or um, the way you experience that changes. I think it's a much more, um, I'm not sure how to say it. It's, it's, it's a much more vivid memory mm. to you. Um, you know, the other one, I think fades away. Memories just fade away. But when you photograph things and, and you photograph things, even about memories, I think everything becomes more vivid. Hmm. I always find too that, you know, when I'm, when I'm using the photography as a way of, you know, like for me, I always say I, I use the photographs as a way to try and communicate something about my experience of life. Yes. And, um, and that seems definitely to be true of your work as well. Um, I find that when I'm, when I'm, in making the photograph, um, whether it's I'm working with my hometown or trying to take pictures of my family, that the act of, of, or like being in the mindset of I'm going to take a picture, even if I don't have my camera with me, has sort of enabled me to look at things in a different way. Um, you do. Yeah, you do think. I, I, I agree with you. I think you do things, um, you do look at things in a different way. And I'm not sure why that happens, um, but but you do. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, and there's something almost like I'm paying more attention even when I don't have the camera with me, um, looking for the little moments and to 
that, that I, if I had a camera that I, that I would be able to capture. I think also we live in a time where everything is, goes by so fast and everything is, we're so inundated and flooded with, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram and things. Everything is so, it's like a click, 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 click. And I think when I photograph, I don't know if this happens to you when I photograph or when I just look at things just to remember, you're more in the moment and you, I think you're in, you enjoy things way more mm. and you're able to stay there with the moment and i think we're we're in, you know during these times that we live so fast everything happens so quickly and we're rushing all over the place i think it's a really good respite it's a really good um place to be because in a way time just stands still when you're enjoying and you're you know you're, you're looking at the moment that you're in whether you know whether you photograph or not but i think you just look at it or enjoy it in a different way. Yeah. It, yeah. it forces me to pause. It forces me to stop a little bit. Yeah. And that's in your work as well. You know, um, when I look at your photographs, um, really all of them, um, all of three of these bodies of work, there's a, there's sort of an essential quietness to them and stillness that really comes to the foreground in the, um, once upon a time series where you're looking at um, amusement parks, but at night with no people in them and everything is still, it's, those are all scenes of, you know, when they're, they're in use, you know, there's always going to be a lot of motion and hustle and bustle and crowd and that kind of thing. But you're photographing these spaces um, outside of that um, context. And, and it, it really, it does sort of seem slower if that makes sense it, it does yeah it's it's very interesting because um you know for people who know me they you know they know i am not quiet <laughs> and i'm quite loud i mean i'm latin and so it's very interesting um that my photographs are so quiet and um and they do look like um as if i had stopped time um i, I took a workshop once with ed Cashy, who's you know, whose work I admire so much. And he's an amazing person. And he's, he's a really, he, he, oh, he's a really good um, observer. He, he's very good at, at seeing things when, when others can't, you know, see. And when he saw my work, he looked at it and said, hmm, said, yeah, this is probably, you know, you being quiet, trying to um, get away from the chaos of everyday life. And that's exactly what it is. It's it's me trying to find uh, a quiet spot, or um, you know, even even in the photographs from Argentina, with all the chaos that was going around me, um, I still try to manage. I mean, I don't do it consciously. It's it's very very unconscious, but um, I try to to find uh, you know a, a hideaway. I try to find my quiet place, mm. and I think photography is the only time when it. When, where I can do that. Hmm. It's in, you know, this didn't occur to me before. I did know, um, cause, uh, it's been mentioned in, in, when you've been on lens scratch in your bios on lens scratch that, um, that you're an interpreter. Yeah. Um, and I never really thought about it in this context, but like, there's almost a way in which since for your work, um, you're, um, you're constantly having to 
Like you can't be quiet as an interpreter. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> so the fact that you're you're doing that in your photographs is like an interesting. Like, I'm, like it's a contrast. It's uh, I never thought it about is. that. Yeah, your mind races because it's it's just such a quick process. You know, listening, processing. You know, just um, converting the message into a different language and then uh, putting it out there. And it's 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 so so fast mm. um, that I think that's. It's my time to to be quiet and to, especially for my mind, you know, for my mind to quiet down and to actually concentrate on on what I see. Mm. Um, and and so and, and it and it's beautiful. I love. I, I can't. I would not picture my life without photographing. Yeah, one of the things about this um, back to the Seras Mis Ojos um, series that that you know, I was thinking about too, is that, you know, we talked about memory and how the photographing sort of helps your own memory and being in the moment and stuff like that. But also you're not, you're not just, um, it has that effect for you as the artist, but then also you're taking these memories, these very personal, um, images and, um, and, and sharing them with your audience as well, which is something that I also find very interesting. In in what sense? Well, I guess, you know, there's something about um, the idea of, of making art out of your life. Um, yes. And especially there's something about these photographs. It's not just the things in your life that you're, that you're sharing, but it's almost like, um, like all these photographs are of things, right? In either your life or your, your aunt's life. Um, but, but the context of, of the series makes it less about the things that you're shooting and more about like, this is a memory. So it's like taking something out of your head and then presenting it to the audience. And I just, there's something really fascinating to me about that. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's all, you know, the challenge that we have as, as artists is just to make something personal, universal, mm -hmm. so that people can relate to it. I think it's probably, to me, one of the biggest challenges that I have, just to make something that is heartfelt, something that comes out of my heart, and it's personal, but yet people can relate to to it because it's, you know, sometimes you see work that it's so, so personal that you have a hard time uh, connecting with mm -hmm. uh, or or the other way around it's so universal that then just don't get much feeling from it um and so i mean so general and and it's 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 been really hard because i i really want people to be able to relate to that you know either to loss or to family memories and um, it's probably, you know, one of the best compliments that I can I can get, you know, just when I hear people um, telling me that they are moved or that they can relate to that or they tell you their own stories. Um, it's it's it, one of the most beautiful things about seeing art or experiencing art to me is when I go to museums or when I see other people's work. It's just to stand there and stand there and, and get feelings and feel something no matter what it is, even if you like the work or not. But I just at least get some feeling and and being able to to connect with the work, mm. and uh, and so it's 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 something that you know that I think you you know I, I usually 
um, look for when I create work. Yeah. There's something about, you know, with, with personal work, the, the, I find the challenge for me often is, um, both as an audience member and as somebody who's trying to do this as an artist myself is that the, um, subjects of the photograph, they obviously like when I'm taking a picture of my kids or if I'm taking a picture of something really detailed about my hometown, um, the, the subject of the photograph has a really deep meaning for me, but that the people who are going to view the image aren't necessarily going to have any context. They don't know what my life is like or who these people are or that kind of thing. So it's just always like a really challenge, uh, a difficult thing to try and um, translate the emotion uh, that I'm trying to convey uh, when people don't have all of that context. And I was sort of wondering how you how you deal with that. Yes, I think I think uh, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes it is when you look at work and then you read the artist statement, the work completely changes mm. for you. And um, sometimes in a positive way, sometimes in a negative way. So I don't know. It, it, that's a struggle I have. I don't know. Sometimes it's great to have context. But sometimes I just love to see photographs as what they are without the context, mm-hmm. because then sometimes the meaning changes for you. And while you want to know what the artist is thinking or how the artist is feeling um, when when the work is created, I, I think it's also nice to to put your own spin to it and and to. I mean, one thing is just to create work with no context and and make it so isolated that you really can't relate to that Mm. or um, not sure what you're looking at um, when it becomes too conceptual. But um, but but I think I think it's it's I don't know. I think it's such a part of the experience, such a huge part of the experience um, as, as as the audience to look at art and not necessarily know what the context is. I sometimes I don't I don't I don't need to know what the context is because the images are so strong and the images are so good that you really don't need the context. I don't know if you if you agree with that. You know, I don't know if that happens to you sometimes too. It sometimes does, but honestly for me I find um I, you know, I think this is more just like a, a, a thing for me that I, it might be a deficiency on my part that just, I, I really always want to know what the story is. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, no, no, I don't think it is a deficiency. I think it's just the way we all look at, at things differently. Um, and I know, I mean, I love to know the stories. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I do love to, to know what the story is behind it. But I think sometimes people, no matter what the story is, I think sometimes people put their own story on on it mm-hmm. and on what they're seeing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm I don't I don't know. I, I think I mean you do, I agree with what you're saying. But to me, as an as the audience, I don't necessarily need to know the context all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think looking at these photographs because I looked I've looked at these photographs. Um, several times now um and um and and i actually looked at them several times before i read the artist statement that you thank you mike (laughs) (laughs) um and i think that there's you know you can tell or at least i can tell that um that that these are um 
images that have to do with uh, that they, that they are personal, that they are um, something having to do with with family, with with um, with change. There's you know there are a bunch of references in the images to youth, whether it's like the little paper boats or the sort of tire play structure or or the rocking horse. Um, but then also, you know, there, those are put in context with like, there are several images of old books or photographs that have definitely, you know, aged, um, handwriting, things like that. They're like that contrast. So you, and like, you can, I get something from all of those things, but I guess the thing that like when I read your artist statement, it really deepened it all for me because, uh, like I could, I, I got more of a having that context of why you wanted to present these things, or at least why you wanted to make the images, um, that it, it did make it sort of more meaningful to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, that, that that's true. It, it, I, I agree with you. It does deepen the, the meaning of it all, or maybe the depth, you know, just you get a different, different depth, um, from, from, from the story. But, I, I guess it's just the way that I see you, that I photograph. I just capture things. And, you know, sometimes people, well, we all photograph differently. And sometimes people just know exactly what they're going for. Mm. And they photograph things and they have, you know, a shoot list. And I just can't do that. I can't. I am so jealous of people who can do that. <laughs> Me too. And I go, wow. And they have a list. Wow. I mean, I really admire that. I just can't. I can't. When art becomes or the or photography becomes analytical for me or becomes more mental, I just can't photograph. I, they're just, I take horrible photographs. I mean, really bad. Because you can tell that I'm thinking. Hmm. And so I really, really admire people who can, you know, um, stage scenes. I, I really do. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. I just am terrible at it. Yeah. And 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 so um, when I photograph, I just capture things, and then I put them all together, and then I make an artist statement, and then I realize what the work is about. And so what you know, by reading something, I think I I make sense of my own work if I don't know if I'm being um, I, know, I don't know if I'm being very clear but it makes sense to me yeah I think that that's I think it deepens it because it just you know things start making sense and and so it's it's a huge a long process for me to make an artist statement which you know I don't know why we have to write our statements <laughs> we're all so bad at writing that's why we're photographers um, but it, it's 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 very difficult sometimes to put words for the work for me. Hmm. So it's, I, I have a hard time. So when I, when I write an artist statement, I try to explain why I photograph what I photograph. And, and so I, I guess, I guess it makes sense that it, it, it deepens it for you because it does deepen it for me. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, um, the the challenge with an artist statement for me is always to try and do something that adds to the work without like saying um like I don't want to explain it too much exactly um, but uh because you want to leave room for the audience to 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 have their own experience yes um i think your artist statements do that quite well actually um you know thank you uh 
Yeah, I mean, I they they really work for me. So. Well, <laughs> thanks. Well, I take it takes a long time for me to write something about the work. It's 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 very hard for me to articulate what I see. Mm. It's it's for me. It's it's you know I, I really admire people who can sit down and write something about the work, and it's it's um, maybe because it has to do so much with memory mm. and feelings and. It's not easy to articulate memories and feelings um, and to make it universal, you know, and to make it in a way that it's understandable. Yeah. And it's relatable. Yeah. I find um, that one of the things that makes it a little more complicated for me is like, just like you were saying, that... um, I'm 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 never really setting out to make a project. It's just sort of like I'm I'm sort of emotionally responding to things. Yes. And then I realize there's a project and yes, then I I I func- I operate the same way. Yeah, but and then so the process of describing the work, it's 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 less like um you know, I feel like somebody like I don't know, Gregory Crudson or somebody you oh, know, yes. could probably say, well, like since he's, he's planning out every shot way in advance anyway, like he could know what it is that he's trying to do with it. But for, yes. for me, and it sounds like for you, it's more like, well, I did this thing. Why did I do that? Uh, yes. Yes. It, it, I have to, because sometimes, um, and, and I'm a slow shooter. So my projects take a long time. Hmm. And, and so, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, the work evolves and what you started photographing then has not doesn't have much to do with what you what you photograph, you know, a year later. Then it probably has to do with your state of mind and, you know, how you were feeling at the time, just because feelings evolve, too. Hmm. And and it's 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 yeah, it's then I have to sit down and put everything together and say, well, OK, what 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 this is really about? And sometimes it starts being something else and you know ends up being about something completely different because i was i'm not sure what the work is about at the beginning yeah um you know sometimes it usually happens um you know midway for me just some 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 somewhere in the middle i sit down and go okay i need to figure out what this is about and 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 why uh, but yeah, I see Crutzon and, and all these photo photographers who just have amazing images that we can, you know, with so much detail. And I, I really, really admire that. I just, <laughs> I just can't. I can't do it. I can't either. <laughs> yeah, it would become too analytical for me, and then it would be a terrible image. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it would be nice, I think, but uh... I, I think it would be amazing. But no, <laughs> it's just not for me. Um. <laughs> Why don't we um, take a quick break and then we can come back and do the second segment. Sure. So for the second segment, I always uh, invite the guests to bring a topic of their own, which can be whatever you'd like to talk about. So what would you like to talk about today? I'm not sure what I don't. Do you want to talk about something specific? Just let me know. Well, I'm not very good at, at, you know, um, I thought... But we did talk about inspiration a little bit. A little bit. We could talk more about that, though. Okay. Let's talk about more. Yeah, because it's, I find it fascinating. Yeah. So, like, what what about, um, well, I guess, what about inspiration is fascinating to you? Like, um, how we, I think it's how we respond to different things and how, I mean, how 
how we respond differently to the same things. And, and, um, and I would like to talk about that a little bit. Um, well, I guess one thing that comes to mind is, you know, we were just talking about um, somebody like Crudson and how, you know, like one thing that always sort of strikes me about somebody who works that way, who, you know, he spends, you know, hours and hours, you know, maybe days and sort of meticulously setting up a scene. Yes. And then just to just to take, you know, I mean, I don't know if he actually just takes one one frame of it, but, um, you know, probably that's, not, probably not. But that's yeah. at least in theory. Right. Yes. Um, but he's has to have some idea of of what he wants before he builds it, uh, which is very foreign to how I work. And I always sort of like I just can't even conceive of how somebody comes up with ideas like that, you know? Yeah, I think I think for us, it's you know, we we respond so much to external external influences that it stays with you somewhere inside. And I think it comes out as a photograph. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I think it's it's for me, at least, I mean, I read a lot. I watch a lot of movies and I think they stay with me somehow. And and when it when I start photographing, you know, I photograph and and then I realize that, oh, it has to do with this or it's probably inspired by this or I don't know, like I, lo- I love Tim Burton. And I never thought um, about Tim Burton when I was doing the the, the amusement park series, mm. uh, you know, once upon a time. And then I realized, oh, this really has to do a lot. You know, it has to do with that or it has to, well, it has to do with something else. But I mean, the inspiration and the way I see or I photograph um, has a lot, you know, from that, has a lot of that. And so it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I find it very interesting that we keep all these images and, and, and colors and things in our heads and in our minds somehow, somewhere, and then they come out in our images. Mm. They definitely do. You know, I, I think for you too, I mean, you make such beautiful, simple images and it's there's such a like you know wabi sabi thing in your in your photographs Hmm. (laughs) no but but it's true though i love the kettle the pots the kettles i i think it's just i mean it's amazing it's an abstract but it's not because it is an object and you're photographing that and and so but it can become something else and so i i think that's what i i find very interesting that we're not aware how we keep all these images you know, in our, um, data, but you no know, database mm. in our brains. Yeah. One thing that I always sort of think about when it comes to inspiration is, um, I can't remember who it was. Might've been Picasso had some quotation where it's like, uh, I believe in inspiration, but it has to find me working. Yes. Um, and, uh, for somebody like me, when I'm, you know, I always find that I can't force a photograph. So it's like what you were saying oh, no. before. Yes, like, I can't either. Yeah. Um, but, but it does sort of happen sometimes that, um, when I'm having a, a certain feeling that I can, I can sort of, hmm, maybe provide the, the right sort of fertilizer for the, you know, like to, to sort of, to sort of get myself in a situation, um, not where I can manufacture an image, but where, you know, I'm just sort of setting things up so that maybe I'll be in the right frame of mind to do it. Um, yes. Yes. Is that something I, that you find as well? 
exactly like that. It, it is it is very interesting. Sometimes I grab my camera and I go, okay, I'm going to go out photograph. I have some images in my head. Um, and then they're just horrific because I, I, I'm not in the right frame of mind. And and it's it's I don't know what it is. And that's why I find it so interesting. I don't know what it is that makes makes us click, you mm. know, that makes us makes us go okay now and and or just grab the camera and and just not even just just see something that has nothing to do with what we are actually set out on to photograph yeah. especially when we travel or you know when we just go somewhere um it is it is very interesting you have to be in the, in the right state of um, frame of mind because if not then nothing comes out yeah I always find that I I shoot very instinctively just whenever something sort of catches my eye kind of thing. Yes. Um and being able to 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 sort of set that self that feeling up for myself in advance is always very difficult. Yes. It is very difficult and and sometimes you you know you just grab the camera and you go out there and you just you just can't see. You mm. can't see beyond what's around you. And and I think that for me, the, the best images are the ones that, you know, they're simple things, but you can see so much more beyond that simplicity that they actually it's it looks like it's a simple photograph, but it's actually very complex and has a lot of layers to it. Yeah. Is that something that you ever find that you're able to just to do on purpose? Like, you, you know, it has layers when you when you actually, you know. Snap oh, no. the shutter release, or is it? No, 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 no. I don't. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't see it that way. No, it's. It's. I can't. It because if for me, if I started, if I started paying attention to the layers and the complexity, then I wouldn't press a shutter because then I would be so much in my head. Hmm. There is something really nice about the feeling of when you're going back through um, your your your. You know, like you're 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 importing your images and 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 looking through them, and you're like, "Oh wow, I this one came out really nice." <laughs> yes, and usually they're the ones that you least expect to come out really nice. Yeah, uh, at least to me, and I think it's because we're not thinking about it, and that's for me the whole the whole process of photographing and seeing. You just you just for me, it's just I have to follow the feeling and and how that object or whatever I'm photographing speaks to me. Um, no matter, it can be something very beautiful and very photogenic and very um, appealing to photograph. But if it doesn't speak to me at a certain level, I just can't photograph it. Mm-hmm. Then, then, it, then it comes out just as a beautiful thing that says nothing. Yeah, it has no meaning to it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that happens to you, but it's you know, it's just interesting um, how sometimes it, it can. I can have the most beautiful thing in front of me, and it just doesn't. I, I just don't feel like photographing it. Yeah, I sometimes my my mother in law will will point something out and say you should take a picture of that, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I think it is you know how you relate to the object that's in front of you. I think it's how you know it's your own experience, your your own perception of it. And sometimes we, I mean, we perceive things very differently. So it's, it's, it is, I find it's very interesting. Yes. And sometimes people say, oh, you, you know, you have to go here, or even with art, you know, you have to go here and see this photograph. It's amazing. And then you stand there and you go, eh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the same feeling or a painting or I don't know. It just, it has to speak to you. And yeah. sometimes it, no matter how beautiful it is, 
it's still it doesn't happen you know it's sort of interesting because I find that a lot of times when I'm looking at other people's work I'll sort of have two paths to 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 ending up where I'm liking what I'm seeing where sometimes I just immediately you know will look at it and say well yes I like this um and occasionally then I'll I'll get tired of it but a lot of times like when I have a really strong reaction um immediately it 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 sticks around um, it does it usually does but also there's there's work I find um and just to say by the way your your work is one that that I had that sort of immediate it jumped out at me it's like oh I like this this is a I like the this this is I can tell this is something that that I'm going to be interested in coming back to um, Thank you. But means some, a lot. sometimes I find work that it's sort of like, well, I don't really get this. Like, what, what's going on here? And then I sort of have to work my way into it. Yes, um, it grows. It grows on you. Yeah. Yes, I don't know why. Why? Why do you think that is? I've I've never really thought about it in a deeper way. But um, I don't know. I guess it's it's work that's more complex. That we, at the beginning, sometimes we don't see the layers and that's what we were talking about before i think maybe what it is for me is that when i'm um usually when i when i have an immediate response to something it's because i feel like there's something about it that i understand immediately um and oftentimes that's because it's 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 either in in technique or in subject matter or in emotion it's something that's very familiar to me that i that i have experience with yes but work that has to grow on me a lot of times it's because it's foreign to me at the beginning and i don't i don't understand it immediately and because but but that that and this doesn't always happen but sometimes the the process of of taking time to try to understand it and um you know, will lead me to something new. And then that, that new experience of understanding is something, you know, I guess it's almost like if I see myself, then I immediately react. And if I, if I see, but, but then the process of getting to know somebody else is rewarding as well. Does that sort of. I, I, yeah, I I think you describe it perfectly. I, I think it's, it's what we're talking about earlier, you know, the universality, the, the, that feeling that you can relate to. And sometimes I think it's not very evident. It's not very clear. It's not out there. It, it is somewhere in a, at a deeper level. So it takes us longer to find it, but it is there. And maybe it's an intuition thing. Maybe it is something that maybe it is a surprise factor, as you said, because you can't understand it. And, you know, as we have inquiring minds, we like to know and we like to understand and we like to know more about it. And so then as we learn about the work or as we learn how to understand it, then it becomes something else or it becomes something that we can relate to at a deeper level. Yeah. There has to be a reason, though, for me to want to do the work in the first place. Like if I don't if I don't react to it immediately, then there still has to be something where I, you know, to to sort of draw me in. Otherwise, I just I was like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. And we, we, we see so much, you know, that that has to no, But it's true. That has to happen. Um, I think sometimes you see work that it is beautiful and that it's really nice, but it's just easy work. Mm. You know, and so you look at it and you go like, oh, that's pretty or that's nice, and but it's easy. And so 
and, and you know there is no complexity to mm. it and i think those are the images that sometimes i like at the beginning and then they they're gone quickly yeah um, because i don't there's nothing for me to grab onto you know to hold on to and my while i remember the photograph and 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 i think that's what happens when things are, are even though they're foreign and you don't understand them you want to see more because there are more complex photographs and because they or or paintings or but there's there, you know there are more layers to it yeah and yeah. so that's the work that you always keep going to keep going back to yeah yeah um so the last question that i that i like to ask everybody um is um whether there is a piece of art or literature or just general creativity that you've experienced recently that meant something to you? Hmm. Um, well, um, I love impressionist. I love impressionist work. And when I was in Paris, I, I went to the museum d'Orsay mm. And that's those paintings always stay in my mind. They, the the light, the composition, the details, those to me are so inspiring. Um, especially the light. Um, I love I love seeing light, and the, the, to me that's one of my biggest inspirations. Mm. Mm. Is there one? a piece that you saw in particular at the museum this past trip that, that, that sort of stands out to you? Mm, no, I, I've been there before. So most of the paintings that are there because it's a permanent collection, mm. um, I've seen them before. I, I probably end up going back to Monet a lot. Mm. Um, and I, I really, I really love the palette, um, how, how subtle it is and it's it's I, I i i don't know why it's one of probably one of my my favorites hmm. and then on the other hand oh sorry no no go ahead yeah no 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 no. go ahead <laughs> no i just i find it interesting because i feel like a lot of photographers are interested in the impressionists like i i as 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 i often find that i have difficulty connecting with painting um in, which is interesting because i do of visual arts, but for some reason, painting often escapes me, but the impressionists for some reason always, you know, there's something about that, 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 um, that draws me in. So but I've never quite understood what it is that I like about it. You know? <laughs> That's interesting. And which one, which one, what, what is the inspiration for you? What, what, what paintings or what, what art would you be inspired by? Um, well, I mean, I like, I like Monet's work quite a bit. Um, and, and in particular, um, how he uses color. Um, but yeah, but, but like, I just, I, I always say like, I, I I always want to talk to more painters for this show, but then I always feel like, I don't know what I would say because I just feel like I, I never feel like I understand painting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I disagree with you. I think, you know, the, your, your kettle photographs, um, have a lot to do with painting. Mm. They look like abstract paintings. Yeah, I guess that's the thing that's sort of, sort of, um, sort of like for me, like uh, making a photograph of of my my teacups that, you know, they're they uh, they look like an abstract painting, but then they're actually more or less a direct representation of what was in front of the camera. Yes. So there's something sort of fun about that. Um, whereas I feel like it would be really different if I if I were 
just painting it somehow, like making a painting that looks like a painting seems different from making a photograph that looks like a painting. I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I get it. I get it. But but I don't know. I think sometimes, um, you know, what I was telling you before, sometimes we see a lot of paintings and we have so, um, you know, much external stimuli that I, I really think that those images and those colors and the textures stay with us somehow in our mind mm. and we don't realize until we start creating more work yeah. yeah and then then you understand where it comes from yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, it's quite a quite a science <laughs> yeah well listen i i really appreciate you um taking the time and talking with me i had a really good time Oh, no, I appreciate your um, your asking me to talk to you. I had a good time. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so that was my conversation with Eleonora Ronconi. As I mentioned at the top of the show, there are links to her website and individual series galleries in the show notes. If you haven't seen those before, do check them out. And that is our show. If you have any questions or comments, do drop me a line at podcast at keepthechannelopen.com. I'm always happy to get listener mail. You can also follow me in the show on Twitter at channelopenpod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash keepthechannelopen. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. That does help people find the show, and there's a link in the show notes for that. And if you'd like to go above and beyond, you can set up a monthly donation to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash sake river. That's patreon.com slash sake river, sake like the drink and river like river. And there's a link in the show notes for that as well. Monthly pledges in any amount will get you access to each episode a day early, plus an extra entry into any giveaways we do. I'm trying to do more of those regularly uh, these days. And... Uh, our theme music is by Poddington Bear. You can find more of his music available for licensing at soundofpicture.com. We'll be back in two weeks with a new conversation, so stay tuned. And until then, remember, keep the channel open. Uh-oh.